Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. 2022, one of the best years in horror that we've had in quite some time. And the movie Lullaby came out right at the end. So did it continue with the greatness or did it put us to sleep? What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Rob Coakley. Today, I am joined by my normal co-host, Dave Wilkins. Happy to be here, as always. And from Underdog Fantasy, we are also joined by Nick Rudman. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, man. Very fun to be here. You're actually the reason we're doing this show, because as someone that's like overly hyped on horror movies and tries to find every single horror movie that's coming out, this one slid through the cracks for me. I didn't even know it came out until I saw you tweet about it. And I was like, oh, man, we've been talking about doing something, doing a movie. And I'm like, well, then this is the one we should probably do, right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, I had not really heard of this one either. Um, mm-hmm. But my my other horror movie friends, they know that I'm a huge Conjuring guy. I think The Conjuring is the best horror movie ever made. Mm, and yeah. I think this is loosely in the Conjuring production team universe i think the guy that directed this did directed annabelle. annabelle yeah 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 um so anything that's close to touching the conjuring or that universe i am minimally interested in and probably enjoy so just to tailspin this a little bit have you been to the conjuring house in real life i have is it in massachusetts no it's in rhode island okay. and New um, England. we actually if you ever get a chance to we actually went and stayed and investigated the conjuring house um for one of our episodes so very cool stuff happened to us there if you haven't caught it definitely go back and check it out i haven't dove in too deep on like the warrens but like it is kind of real like that's that's the kind of stuff they were into and do it yeah. yeah yeah they definitely uh went to that house we cover all of that in the episode so i would say check out if you check out one of our episodes that might be one you'd be a little interested in but today we are going to talk about the movie lullaby dave do you have a synopsis for us synopsis Snoopsius. I do. Uh, Lullaby, 2022, directed by John R. Leonetti. A new mother discovers a lullaby in an ancient book and regards the song as a blessing, but her world transforms into a nightmare when the lullaby brings forth the ancient demon Lilith. Have either of you guys ever read the book Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk? No. He's he's the guy who wrote Fight Club. He writes um, some pretty interesting horror. He it's like quasi horror, like you know, pseudo horror sort I, of. I I have read Lullaby, but it was years ago when I was on a Chuck Palahniuk kick, and I kind of forget it. Yeah, so it was loose. The, this movie was loosely based off of it, uh, very loosely, and like the concept behind that book was very similar. It was a lullaby that conjured up some ancient uh, spirit. So this movie, I was intrigued, and I heard. I hadn't heard about it until you guys were like reviewing it. And I was like, oh, I hadn't heard about this. Let's let me look into it. So I, I looked into it, watched the movie, uh, did a little research about on where like who did it and you know where the idea came from. And I came up with all right, it was John Arleonetti directed some movies I didn't like. I was not a fan of the Annabelle movie, then I was not a fan of the Butterfly Effects 2, which are two movies that he directed. But then I saw that it was based on 
loosely based on uh, Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk, which I did like. And I was like, let's see where this goes. Um, me personally, I didn't love it. I thought that it kind of hit every single horror trope that you've ever seen in every single movie ever. And you got a lot of the cheap jump scares and you got, I thought that they took this concept that could have been really cool and they put it in the hands of the wrong director. And I feel like that this movie, the con conceptually could have been great. And I think they didn't quite pull it off. They had some good actors. I like Una Chaplin. She was in Game of Thrones. She was, uh, she did a good job with this. And uh, Ramon Rodriguez, I liked. I thought that the actors did a fine job. Um, there were some CGI effects that I didn't like. Although I kind of give them a pass on that because they were working with a very low budget. So uh, all those things considered, I just felt like it was a very tropey horror movie, which kind of makes it forgettable. Although a great premise. What about you, Nick? I don't want to go on a Chuck Palahniuk tangent, but I just got to mention Haunted, if you haven't read it from Chuck Yeah, Palahniuk. I got that on my, uh, that's a weird it's book. It's extremely dark. Like the yeah. scene with the pool or the hot tub. And the, it's, it's yeah, dark. with the jet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was a uh, that was a wild book. I bought yeah. that because I was just looking for like, give me a a, a, a book that's going to freak me out. Totally. And I got that one uh, referred to me and I read that book and oh. it was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, I agree with a lot of your review. Uh, I don't know how beautifully executed it was, but I am such a concept guy. Like, I will watch a shitty horror movie if it, like, hits the concepts that I really like. And I love fantasy, like, even, like, Lord of the Rings fantasy. And I love religious stuff, religious horror. Uh, like, exorcisms, anything where there's lore and there's, like, a backstory, I'm always in. So, like... Even I actually didn't think the acting was that fantastic. Uh, I don't like once they get into the mirror world. Like I did, that was a little hokey. Uh, but just the whole backstory of Willet and the book and the song. And I, I like when they take when they have the confidence to show monsters or demons or whatever. Like sometimes they like mask it because they don't think they make it look good. I thought the demon babies were pretty cool. Like I creepy the hybrid furry demon babies. Uh, and there was one scene in particular that I thought was really fantastic and different than other horror movies when they're both having this experience. Like uh, they're, they're both seeing this old woman, Lilith, and they're in the shower and, you know, his wife is rubbing up on him and he freaks out because he sees Lilith and she gets mad at him. I think in most movies, they let that drag out for way too long without them talking to each other about it. And mm -hmm. when they both said, hey, I am seeing this old lady and I feel insane. And then the other guy's like, oh, I'm seeing her too. And they both just like, okay. So something is happening. Uh, I feel like in most movies, they'll, they, they won't have that conversation really ever, which I always think is unrealistic. If I was seeing a crazy demon, I would tell my wife. Um, so I enjoy that part. I love the concept so much. Um, it got a little hooky towards the end. I think most lower budget horror movies, it's hard to land the plane. Like the last 20 minutes is just always pretty rough. Um, but I thought it was good. I still like it. So going back to that scene that you're talking about where they're having that conversation, I will agree that I do like that they both admitted to seeing it, but that whole scene threw me way off because this is right after, by the way, spoilers. We've always, we say it at the beginning of the show. I forgot to, we're going to spoil this entire movie. So if you haven't watched it and you want to see it, make sure you go back and watch it. But this particular scene that you're talking about is right after he kills the, uh, the parrot, right? Like he hits the parrot on accident and it's a parrot that he had for his entire his entire life, basically, since he was like 11, he tells a story. 
which I kind of have a problem with because he's sitting there. He's like talking to his wife. He's like, I've had that parrot since I was 11. My mom gave it. It's like, you guys are married. She shouldn't know this story. Why are That's we, why are we rehashing this story? Like she knows she's your wife. I hope she knows that you've had it since you were 11. Um, and then they start. And then she like, just completely like, so she knows he's like 40. He's had this parrot for 25 years. And then she was like, just starts talking about her problems at that point in time. And I'm just like, what, what kind of really, she's not unlikable or anything, but like this scene, it's just like, it feels really forced in the moment. And then they start talking about like, I see stuff. I see stuff too. Great. But then he's acting like he doesn't believe it. And we get this weird back and forth of like, not really seeing if he believes it or not, but like he goes to the priest and gets all this stuff, but then he's still acting like he doesn't believe everything on the way back, but he's rushing back. And like, what is this character's motivation? What are we doing with this guy? It's just like, it's like, ah, man, I want to like this movie more as I'm watching it, but I'm like the direction on what they're giving this guy to work with is awful. And he was a good actor and like, he was nailing like what he was supposed to do, but they really let his motivations unclear. I thought throughout the movie, like I know like confusion would be part of what you were dealing with, but you wouldn't be going against your confusion in the way that he was. So I kind of had a little bit of an issue with that. Um, some of the, the look of Lilith when she's like the demon, it, it looked like Finn Balor from WWE sometimes dressed up like in a corner. And I'm just like, mm, okay, it's fine. But the demon babies were terrifying. The demon we, babies were creepy. The demon babies were really creepy. The double one, like, man, that shit was like, oh, all right. That's a little terrifying. Um, one other scene that I had a little bit of a problem with, he comes in and like the bathroom, the water's on. And he's just like immediately like, oh, I got to fix this water situation. What do I do with this baby? Fuck this baby and just throws it on the floor. Like, and you're just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you wouldn't just leave the baby on the floor. It's like a bassinet or something like right next to him. It's like, what are we doing with your child while you go fix this bathroom? So like the movie overall, like, I don't think it's a terrible movie. I actually think it's worth watching. I think you should see this movie. Um, I think the problem for this movie is that it came out in the year 2022. We had some really, really strong horror movies come out last year. And it just goes to show like it, it feels it feels like if this came out in 2015, 2016, hell, maybe 2019, 20, we'd be holding it in higher regard. But the competition like that it goes against this past year with like just two movies off the top of the head, X and Pearl, like it's a sequel and prequel. I mean, it's a movie and it's a prequel. Those movies are so strong. I think if you put this concept in the hands of that director, then you have a much better movie. I think the issue was less about what year it came out in and more to do with the director who they gave it to. Now, if yeah. this movie's part of the, I don't know whether this movie's actually part of the Conjuring universe or it just happens to be directed by one of the directors who directed one of those movies. Regardless, they put it in the hands of the wrong guy. This guy doesn't put out quality products in my in my opinion this could have been because it's such a good concept like nick was saying is this was like conceptually this could have been so good the lore was there they had an outline that if they just executed it it could have been a top tier horror movie mm -hmm. but i just i think they just gave it to the wrong guy 
Yeah, I thought you mentioned uh, the scene where he put the baby down, and I thought that was a very strange choice, and probably goes back to the director, where they didn't tell you in the moment that if a drop of baby blood was spilled, that they're screwed. They, they right. only tell you 10 minutes after you watch the baby almost touch the glass or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't even get to feel the tension in the moment. That's such a great like, point. I didn't want I the baby to touch the glass in general, but I didn't realize it would be really the, the death of them. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the pacing is off on that scene. Um, it's such an excellent point because I didn't even think of that until you brought it up. It's like, yeah, they don't say that until after. They don't give you the rules. They don't establish any rules until too late. And you got to have that stuff. We need to know what's going on, what is happening in this movie. You can't completely leave us in the dark on why things are happening. What, what do you guys think of the sister reveal? Was it, do you think it was obvious? Do you think that it was well executed? And you can go all the way to the ending with the, with the great um, baby swap at the end, if you want. Uh, so this is the, I'll just start with the baby swap. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fairly obvious. Like once she was holding the baby, I figured that it wasn't going to just end very happy like that. And that worked for me pretty well. Like that is so damn evil that their baby got stuck after they went through all this trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the baby saw it was pretty good. It was obvious, but like, man, that's really mean. And I, I liked it as an ending. Um, the sister I thought was interesting. Like the crazy sister who was just kind of crazy. Yeah. It, I thought the sister, this whole, uh, the way they, it, the way they incorporated the sister into this, the plot, I thought was kind of sloppy. It was a little far fetched, and like all of a sudden she's just like what they broke her out, and then kind of didn't. There was no. It was just it felt rushed, and I didn't. I didn't feel like it was uh, executed the way it could. And I do think that the um, the reveal at the end was a. I, th- I thought it was a little predictable, but I mean, that's sort of unrealistically sort of evil. Like I understand she loves her baby and wants her back, but like it's also her sister. And like her nephew, and they're still like happy and not insane, and like their life is not ruined. And mm-hmm. it's not like she even gets to go and live on with her kid who that she baby swapped out. Just like all the the motivations didn't completely line up for me. Yeah, well, there was some stuff that didn't add up there. What were you gonna say, Rob? I was just gonna say that like her plan for to enact all this was like a Ocean's Eleven level plan. Yeah. Where they needed to like, all right, we need to go into the casino. You need to run this station. I need to do this. We need to send this book to my sister. She has to hopefully read it. And then within six months, she's going to come over here. Hopefully she comes and tries to break me out of this mental asylum. And then I'm going to go to the house. It's like, bro, like you're trying to set all this up in five minutes. What are we doing with the sister here? You could have done this a lot easier. You could have, it didn't need to be this way. It could have been done a little bit better. I like the idea of the sister though. Like, the like her baby got went missing. Um, I do like the baby swap thing because it is like you said, it's it's very vindictive and evil and mean. My only thing was like, just hand her both babies. Just like the baby weighs like four pounds. Just just give her both. She can walk, you know, like you know, you can just kinda do an Arnold Schwarzenegger run with two babies in your hand while you're running to the mirror or something. It just felt a little like, I guess like if we did this with toddlers or something, it would have made more sense. Um, overall, I like the the premise of like the twist of the sister being evil and blah, blah, blah. It sets up the sequel, which will be terrible if they make it. There's no way you can make them go back into the Lilith land and be any type of a good movie. So um, I, I don't know. I just, it it was such a weird 
reveal in the sense that like it should be great and that's kind of the the overall thought of the movie this could be great but there's just a little bit of stuff here and there that just take you a little bit out of it and uh really keeps it away from greatness in my opinion you know the one thing i would want from a sequel uh mm-hmm. which i agree this is not needed i need no more of mirror world uh is more of the rogue rabbi yes uh, i i love that just like kind of character who is mm-hmm. devoted to the church or or the synagogue but is also sort of sacrilegious and bad because they deal too much with demons mm-hmm. uh i love them saying about his tattoos i'm a jew with tattoos i found it very relatable him being a bad jew um mm-hmm. So I just love that character. I thought he was really fun. I would have liked to get more of him. I you thought know, he was the best. Like he was my favorite character in the whole thing. You know what? I would wouldn't mind seeing. Like if they're gonna go one way, if they're gonna make another one, give me a like a theological horror prequel. Like give me an origin story. We typically are, are, are pretty uh, anti origin anti origin stories, but I feel like this would be something that you could make a cool prequel of ancient origin story give me like a um like a religious kind of like a religious horror i think that would be cool like a prequel i think that would be fun i'm a, i know you it sounds like you guys don't like origin stories i have a huge sucker for origin stories if you give me a religious uh horror origin story i am all in well it just depends on the character right because cer- there's certain characters that i don't need to know why they're the way that they are i don't need to know why jason like i know jason his whole deal but like i don't need to like if he was just like a serial killer that didn't speak and stuff i don't need to be like oh well you know jason broke up with his girlfriend and that's why he's this psychopathic killer and stuff it's like i don't need that shit like pearl is the an amazing origin story done very well Mm. but it just it really depends on what your premise of the movie is sometimes you don't need an origin i don't need to see the beginning you know and so, like, that's where I am with origin stories. They're they're mostly missed for me, but when they hit, they hit really well. Right. Yeah. I think we're we're we're, we're um, critical of like killer origin stories, right? Yeah. Like who the serial killer is. I like I don't need that origin. But this is different. This is like the origin is something ancient and evil. I think that would be a really cool thing to to see, yeah. and it's such a good concept. You know, but I didn't like conceptually. What I didn't like, what drove me insane, was when they were like, "Oh, it's Lilith." Lilith is the demon, right? And that's what lullaby comes from, Lilith by. And I was like, that is the worst. That is my least favorite thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> that was cheesy. They could have left that out entirely. Yeah. yeah that would have worked if it was true. Uh, I just, I, it's I not, imagine, though. Yeah, it's maybe. Not. <clears throat> my last note on origin stories, one that I was so excited for was Dracula Untold. Yes. Uh, like, if, if I can get Dracula as like a Wallachian knight fighting in like Eastern European wars in the 1400s. Man, that's like my dream, but it just was not good at all. Yeah, it wasn't good. I wish that was good. I was excited for that. I'm a sucker for vampire movies when they're done well because I think they're the lore of vampires is so interesting. Um, and even like funny ones. So they have the new Nicolas Cage one coming out. Can't and wait. the trailer, trailer just dropped for that today, and I'm actually excited for it because... I'm a big Nicolas Cage mark, and I'm a, and I'm a Dracula mark, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be terrible, but I'm going to love it because oh, it's, it's going to be great terrible. Yeah, it's going to be great terrible. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to hit on this particular movie before we hit some scores on it? I don't think so. Yeah, I covered pretty, everything I wanted to. Yeah, it's fairly simple. I like the rogue rabbi. I like the lore. 
like we said, great concept. Execution was in. The, the one thing I'll say, just to bring up one more point, Dave, you were talking about the horror movie tropes. Um, it was fine in this one, but one trope that I can't stand is when they open with what the worst case scenario is because you know that's not going to be how the movie ends, mm. right? So, like, they opened with, like, the baby, like, actually getting taken and all that other stuff and being swapped and all that. And, like, as soon as they do that, you're like, well, that's not how this movie's going to end now. Worst case scenario is not going to happen. I mean, it's still a bad scenario that happened, but usually, like, I just, I don't really care for that in general. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So, Nick, you, uh, you were the one who suggested this movie. Let's start with your score. What do you have for Lullaby? I want to, I, I'm, a, I'm a new reviewer on the show, so I want to give some scale for what my score means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give The Conjuring a 4.9. Okay. I'm going to give Barbarian a 4.6. Okay. And I'm going to give this a 2.7. It, it, it <laughs> is 2.7 to me means that I'm not endorsing this as a great movie, but that I really recommend you should watch it because I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I laughed because 2.7 is exactly where I had this. The exact <laughs> number that I had for this one. So I was like, oh, no shit. I thought you were going to come in higher. So that's interesting. All right. So is that your score, Dave, as well? You're going to yeah, go 2.7? All right. So I'm going to give it a three even because I think it is worth watching. I don't think you need to go. So don't don't pay the $8 for it is what I would say. Wait till you can get it relatively cheaper or on a on a streaming service. I don't think it's worth paying eight bucks to watch it but i think it's worth watching so it's like one of those where don't avoid it watch it when you can but don't go out of your way to see it and i think a three kind of hits that and you guys is 2.7 hit that as well i think we both gave the conjuring a five and i think we were right around the same score for barbarian yeah as well i gave barbarian but i liked it i love it so i thought that cut to justin long 45 minutes in was the (laughs) best editing of any the best cut of any movie i can think of it shouldn't have worked, and it worked great. It <laughs> I had to, weird. I had to push pause to check how much time was left in the movie because I was confused about what was going on. Like it was so jarring in, in a good way. Yeah. How how did you go into that movie? We'll talk about it real quick. When you went into Barbarian, spoiler alert for Barbarian, if you haven't watched it and want to watch it, um, did you know anything about the movie when you so watched it? Almost every movie that I'm interested in seeing, I will try to go in completely blind. Yeah. Uh, and Barbarian, I, I knew literally nothing. I had not seen a trailer. I had not read anything. I just had a friend tell me to watch it. it. That's exactly how I went into it because I was told, watch the movie, don't see a trailer, don't do anything. And I managed to avoid everything. So I didn't even know what time period I was going into with this movie. I was like, am I going into like a Viking movie like right now, a Viking horror? Because I'm down for that. And then yeah. you start off in a neighborhood and I'm like, okay, now I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, why is this called Barbarian? And I just thought the whole movie was just like, I think it was the way to watch it. Like, I feel like if I knew what the movie was about, my score probably would have been lower than it was. Not that it would have been like, you know, real bad or anything, but I think the element of surprise with it was crucial to watching that movie. I agree with that. Um, And right now I'm trying my best to not watch an Evil Dead trailer for the new Evil Dead coming out. I know I'm going to fail miserably. We're going to go to the theater. We're going to see something, and it's going to be there, and I'm just going to have to endure, endure it. But, um, yeah, that's it is the best way to watch horror movies by far. I watched the shit out of that Evil Dead trailer. Did you? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> even care. I was just, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited um, for the movie. I mean, I love all, every single thing that's ever been Evil Dead personally. So, mm-hmm. like, it's 
My, I'm probably going to have a very biased review when that movie hits and we review that one. Unless it doesn't uh, live up to your expectations. I feel like when you get something that has such high expectations and if it flops, you'd be extra critical of it. Yeah, but they're so like Raimi and Bruce Campbell are so careful about what they do with that franchise mm. as a whole that if they don't think it's of standard, I don't think they would let it come out or they would they wouldn't have let the director do it what they wanted it or whatever. I mean, look at the remake. They weren't in it technically. Bruce Campbell shows up at the very post credit scene, but Spoiler. that that remake is great. So, yeah, it was. I rewatched that recently actually. Yeah. All right. Any parting words for Lullaby before we get out of here? Don't think I need to watch it again, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. Dave? I'm glad I watched it just because I didn't know it existed. And there isn't a lot of buzz about it in any of the horror movie forums that I'm in. I haven't, I still, I mean, it's been out for how long now? I still haven't really heard anything about it. So this movie's flying under the radar. And for that, if you consider that, it's a lot better of a, it's, it's underrated. You know, I gave it a 2.7, which is a relatively low score compared to what I usually rating movies. But I think it's an underrated movie considering the buzz that's around it that, you know, these aren't nobody actors. So it's interesting if you it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, real quick, Nick. Black Christmas 2019. Have you seen it? No, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> it yeah, is. I don't, uh, I don't do Christmas horror. I, I, I saw one of them. I forget. Not. One of the big monster ones from 2015. Krampus. Krampus. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just out on Christmas horror. Um, if you want to watch the worst movie that's been ever been made in the genre, watch Black Christmas 2019. You will not only hate it, you will be angry that you watched it. There's so, a new one though, right? That's the new that's one. The, that's the newest one. Oh, it's, it came out in, it's Black Christmas, but it came out in 2019. Got it. Okay. Because there's three of them. There's the 1972, 2000. 1974, 2006, and 2019. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch the worst movie ever made, watch Black Christmas. You know, I, I said I'm not going to uh, rewatch Lullaby. What it sounds like I need to rewatch is X because everybody loves it with me. Really? You didn't like yeah. X? I like I, I. It's A24, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it suffered from what a lot of A24 movies suffer from, where it's just a little too A24 for its own good. Like it could have just been a little less weird and like a little more normal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would have liked it more. I just didn't totally get it. Like, I didn't really get why the old lady was so horny. Um, I think I see the watch again. Did you watch Pearl yet? I didn't watch Pearl because I didn't fully sink into X yet. Pearl was watch. a very different movie, and it was better than X. Which, I mean, you could persuade me that X was better than Pearl. Pearl was better than X. They're pretty close, I think, but I like Pearl better. I also like Pearl better, and I th- and it's the origin story, and it, it helps give back story to x and i would say before you watch x watch pearl Interesting. there's a chance okay. there's a chance you'll hate it because i can see people not liking that movie and i and i would totally get it because it is different but i think overall pearl is like i gave that i think i gave it a five or i was close to a five on that wow. movie I because i five. i really really liked it um it's just shot very differently the character work by mia goth in it is phenomenal so is it also a24 yeah, yeah. Because credit to A twenty four for sort of having the the stones to make the prequel at like the same time as the movie. Like it came out yeah. what, like two months later. That's pretty fun and different. Yeah, and there's and the sequels coming out this year. So like they're popping out three movies within like you know twelve to sixteen months, which is crazy. But A twenty four is so hit or miss. 
They yeah. have some. They have some great move. Oh, great! Perfect timing. Yeah, they Jesse, have some we're great just signing off. All right, Jesse, give us your one-minute review of this, including your score. Okay, uh, the movie was not good. I wanted it to be good. I love that it had uh, what's her face in Game of Thrones in it. Mm-hmm. Luna Chaplin. All right, yes, try to hit something yes. we haven't hit yet. Fun fact about Luna uh, Chaplin. Yep, she is a descendant of Charlie Chaplin. Yes, that is a fun fact. And I don't believe you, but the fact it is it actually true? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was the worst uh, joke that you've ever made, but it turns out it's true. And that's awesome. All right. 14 seconds. The CGI was God awful. And I don't know why they even tried it. And what would, why, why did she go to baby land? Like, why did she land in a pit full of babies? It was, <laughs> it was so stupid. Um, yeah. The, the movie wasn't that good. It, it did start off pretty strong. And I thought the jump scares were actually decent in the beginning, but overall, uh, it's a 1.6 for me. It's just just wasn't a great movie overall. It was a 1.6, is what you said. Yeah. All right. So you're the lowest of all of us on this. Okay. But that's fine. It's fair. Um, not, not too far off. Yeah, I was a three. Dave and Nick actually landed both on a 2.7, and so you're a 1.6. But that is going to do it for this review. Thanks for dropping by, Jesse. We appreciate you being here. Um, but we also want to spend. We also want to thank our special guest nick rudman from underdog fantasy do you want to plug anything before we get out of here you can follow me on twitter at the nick rudman for bad horror movie takes well i think we'll definitely have nick rudman on again to do another horror movie um in the next few months because it's fun and it's great talking horror with you you have a great Um, backdrop too looks fantastic thank you man it does yeah here's really cool too next time next time we won't stuff you in a trunk (laughs) <laughs> i appreciated that <laughs> all right guys we're gonna get out of here have a good night we will catch you later